let me tell you a story. 1,000 years ago, the world of Gaia was once a whole piece of land. Cliché, I know, but we have to start somewhere. Once unblemished and the whole land held many people. All different kinds. Orcs, humans, elves, dwarves, halflings, and so many other walked the lands. Animals populated the nature that the world held. People worked together to live in this world, and for a while, everything was sound. The gods once lived on this land, too. Many of them were the ones to create the world around them. The plants, animals, and people, all visions of the gods. They lived among them, and for a while, everything was good. However, not all gods were in favor in keeping peace and balance. Many of the gods refused such a thought and created chaos, blemishing the land that the others had spent time creating. Without waiting long, the gods and their followers began to create conflict. Ideals at odds caused so much bloodshed. Many died, and the land created was soaked with death. Gods began to grow nervous, feeling great disdain of seeing those that prayed to them and followed their ideals were dying with no end seemingly in sight. Within a break of the fighting, those that fought for balance began to plan. When the next battle began, the gods of chaos could not see those of balance. In fact, their followers' numbers had dwindled. Before they could react, multiple powerful heroes arrived through light, earth, and air, destroying hordes of enemies in a single strike of weapons. As the followers of chaos were beginning to fall quickly, they looked back to their gods for help, but found them shackled and being pulled through a large, dark portal. They struggled as the gods of balance locked them into their new prisons. Now ascended past the material plane, the gods of balance had created champions to fight in their stead. They exiled themselves to avoid meddling into their creation's affairs too much. They would need to trust that those in the material plane would survive. That they may not need them, but they would want them. Their last act on this land was to create their champions and pull the other gods into exile with them the last chance of people's survival. Although the surface deities were successful in locking the now-dwelling deities away, they also created champions, creations to also try and finish the job they had started. This battle was great, and many people lost their lives. This battle lasted three days. Not many moments were silent. The air filled with the blasts of powerful magic or sharp weapons coming together. However... On the evening of the third day, the surface champions were successful. Destroying the opposing champions or locking away those that were too powerful, the land found silence. The land found peace. As the world took a moment to mourn the loss of loved ones and celebrate the ones that survived, the remaining champions looked out at the land. The land ruined by war. All in different capacities agreed. This land that was as much the gods as it was their own would need to be reborn again. And as the last act of the champion of the gods, they forcibly pushed their power into the earth, and with a mighty tremor, Gaia was broken into pieces. Many 
falling away into the sea, never to be seen again, or many creating the islands that sailors now travel to. One thing was for certain. Everything was changing. The great chaotic energy of these powers locked magic into the larger pieces of land, creating biomes that never changed. Ones full of sand and heat, others tundras that would test the souls of any warrior, or even grasslands expansive and accommodating for anyone willing to start a life there. In the midst of this great chaotic shift, as pieces of land fell away and casualties began to pile up, one group of individuals used their own immense power in order to try and save a small town around them. The group's leader, a young elven woman named Zelestin, plunged her sword down into the earth quickly, sliding into the depths of the sea. She called upon the gods, now with a barrier between them, and asked them to help spare the town. Although her gods did their best, it was not enough to save this once landmass. So, Celestin's friends, comrades, or even family, helped. They, like the champions, pushed their energy into Celestin's blade. Everything they had went to preserving this town and its people, and with that, Celestin's friends turned to ash. Their very essence aiding into stabilizing the area. With one last prayer and their energies drifting through her, Celestin let out a cry and pushed her sword deeper into the earth, her mind flashing with fears of failure and mourning. She waited for her end, waited for everyone's end around her, but it never came. Instead, the air was filled with gasps of awe. The land was lifting into the sky. The next few weeks flash by for the people in the sky. Although many were relieved by this magic seemingly saving them, they had new fears rushing to them. How would they survive up in the sky? Many now looked to their savior for advice, and in an effort to not think about her losses too much, Zelestin agreed to help. Days turned into months, turned into years. Many citizens were finding their stride in this newfound community. Many collaborated to create plant life, and some used magic to create materials to build homes. Prayer was still common on the island, and Town Square was converted into a small church to, sur to the surface deities that helped save the town. Eventually, as the years passed, Celestin took up the mantle of leader. The people happily accepted her. However, as the time passed, she grew tired. The constant politics and weight of being in power was growing heavier by the day. They did not have the chance to mourn her friends and family left behind or killed in the war many years before. Now she would find herself with even less time. She wanted to give up her power, but she was afraid of who would take over after she was gone. She began to think of ways to bring people into power. She couldn't trust just anyone. She needed to know that when she was gone, this place would not just survive, but thrive. So... She found any mage that would work with her in confidence. She asked them to create a ritual. One that would select not just one new leader, but five of them. All that would better the com community. It took many years to perfect, but they did it. Just in time as well. Zelestin had not been well for quite some time. Her weakening state worried those that held her in high regard. In her last few days on the material plane, the mages got to work, bringing her to the place where it all started, 
her sword. Now the apex of all of this town. They drew blood from her, enough to coat the handle and edges of the blade. It rusted the sword on contact, and with a few incantations, the magic whipped around and pulled Zelestin's essence from her. She passed on, finding solace that those who became the next leaders of the town would do what's best, because she would be the one to choose them. The next council took this mantle with tentative pride. They had ever only had this one mentor, and now they were gone. They decided to name the town after her. The floating city in the sky would be known as Zelestin, and as the years went on, the people under the watchful eye of the council flourished once again, expanding even further, creating new land that was not there before, place for farmland and livestock and any sorts of needs that would come about. Every so often, a new council would take its place of the old one, each growing through their own trials to get to be the next council. Now... 1,000 years later, a new council is being chosen. 18 years of waiting has led to five new chosen to begin their trials on the first day of 1,000 A.S., or after separation. And this is where our adventure begins, everyone. Everyone has all been brought to a small cabin in the very heart of Zelestin. Inside a small kitchen is littered with leftovers from the festivities the night before, the couches and chairs left askew with various activities. Each of you had a rest in a well-made bed. Each of you had a separate bedroom with its own amenities, including bathrooms and showers. The sun, an always present thing for those who live in Zelestin, pierces into the window of your rooms awakening you in brief moments before trying to find your way back to sleep. Some of you are hung over from the party of the new year, Um, but other than that, you guys are well-rested and ready to begin your day. So my question is, who wakes up first? I think with my military training... Kariad would wake up okay. first. So you, what does what your morning look like? Tell me about your morning. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. She, uh, <laughs> she's just going to go through her drills. She's going to wake up and uh, get right into morning exercises okay. and do a little jog. Okay. Some As you like jog around your little cabin in the heart of Zelestin, you kind of run out. You see birds kind of chirp in the morning. The clouds that kind of come through the town because you're so high up in the sky is like very normal to you. So you just like jog past them like normal. You see people are maybe doing the walk of shame or the hungover. <laughs> I'm still trying not to vomit, but I have to get back to my home kind of walk. Some people are well rested and they're like, good morning. Good morning. Oh, good morning. And you, like, nod and wave, and eventually you, like, make your way back. There are people that regard you with this, oh my gosh, like, this this present that they know what's happening today. They know that your trials are happening today. And so you kind of... Kariad will be a little flushed. <laughs> Not... She'll oh, be a little embarrassed. Everyone's kind of just like, ooh, look at there. There's children that are like, oh, isn't that... Oh my gosh. And then they, like... You maybe, like, look at them and they're like, oh my god, 
dad and they like run away <laughs> um and i'll just i'll keep know. jogging past them. eventually you make your way back to the cabin maybe refresh shower if that is something that Kariad wants to do i don't know maybe she just likes to be in her natural musk <laughs> this is actually just where where that yeah, sweat yeah. like pride so you get ready you kind of gear up would you like to describe what Kariad looks like please yes no. yes <laughs> you are contractually obligated i took your blood for it in your sleep all right let me find oh that was you no <laughs> wait 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 a minute you 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 had it in your mind that you like had blood taken and you're not panicked about it <laughs> it happens once a week oh I knew somebody took my blood. I just didn't know who. I didn't want to assume. That'd be rude. <laughs> Backburner project. Kariad is a half-elf fighter who dons leather armor. Uh, let me just skip through some of this because it's superfluous See, information. Like, she has 35 ball bearings in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> she has a short sword and a scimitar on each hip and a longbow and quiver on her back. Uh... She has a tan complexion with freckles speckling her face around her nose. She has green eyes and some scarring around her left eye like a slash. Uh, when you arrive back, Kariad, you see that the the um, whole living room like the kitchen have actually been cleaned up. You don't see by who, but a lovely breakfast is set out on the table. Kariad will go to town okay. on some eggs. They are excellently well made. Um... Just <laughs> very anime of you. Double double spooning it. Oh, Monster, Monster Hunter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so tasty. Done. Um who's next? Who wakes up next? What is your morning looking like? When you get up, it is immaculately clean, and there is a nice, well-made breakfast sitting on the table for you. Ramses, would you describe yourself for us? Ramses is a very muscular human with dark olive skin and gold eyes. Similar to his gold eyes, his armor is uh, gold, brown, and teal. And he wears the symbol of his god on his uh, right shoulder pad. His hair is uh, white in nature, and he wears dark, uh, like, intricate makeup on the bottom of his eye. Excellent. What would you like to do? Good morning, Kariad. Borada. It seems we have an excellent stall of breakfast today, do you know? And he sits down kind of sluggishly, uh, putting, like, different varieties of things on his plate. Uh, lots of fruit. If there's any, like, meat, he'll do that to That's right. Don't know who made it, but it's rather tasty. I look forward She keeps to it. shoveling. And he'll, like, uh, Kariad will begin to eat as well. Uh, one hand propped up, uh, with his head propped on his hand. 
casually enjoying the sun like coming in through the window. Much more sophisticated and handsome than <laughs> Karyad. Ravenous bits and speckles <laughs> of food from Karyad just like splish splish onto the table. <laughs> no. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> I can tell you are hungry, are you not? So I just had a morning jog. It is delicious food, I do not believe. Alright, who would like to wake up next? The smell of food is starting to drift into your rooms individually. We got a very cartoon look as the different animated uh, smell lines come <laughs> in and drift into a enlarged nostril. <laughs> Who comes floating out on the streams? I, I get. I guess. I guess Fenlo's Fenlo's coming in after food. Yeah, like it's a big day. We gotta get some food. Yeah, fruits are made into an edible bouquet arrangement that a few have been taken out and are on Ramses' plate. Um, you see a bunch of different meats, sandwiches, um, it, the kind of f- fantasy cereal. You know, it's like bran and oats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get some of them uh, owl barrels. Owl barrels. Owl. <laughs> yeah, owl barrels. I thought I thought we didn't make these no more. Ozzy the owl bear. They're adequate. <laughs> <I> thought... <laughs> oh, Finlo, good morning. I'm morning. Are you guys pumped? Pardon? Are you Are you guys pumped? It's It's the big day. Of course, I am very excited for what's going next. If Steve has decided that we are all going to be together, yeah, I'm. Uh, a good thing. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start. Uh, just he's gonna zip around the table and just pluck off like a bagel and a bunch of fruits. All right. And then he's gonna. He's, he's like still moving around the room. Like well, you are plucking and crabbing in your excitement. Could you describe Venlo for us? Oh yeah, I can I can do that. Yeah, um, he's he's a short he's a short, real pale guy. Um, he's <laughs> he he wears a blue jacket with a puffy like fluffy collar. He's got a little messenger bag and he's got a fun little hat. Um, he's pretty, he's he's a little ASMR, so his eyes are all glowy and such, and and he's very light on his feet. He's just moving around. And, Giddy, a cutie. <laughs> the second he started talking, I was like, "Oh no!" I so know, cute. I know. <laughs> oh my god! Like As he zips puppy. around, grabbing your breakfast and stuff. Uh, who's next? I suppose I'll slink out of bed. Um. So Freya will get up, and she'll. Uh, a little, little worse for wear from last night. She'll uh, she'll walk out and her hair is all a bit of a mess and just kind of in her face. Uh, wordlessly, she'll just make like a grunt. So like, eh, like good morning. Um, she'll sit down next to uh, Ramesses. And does this world have coffee? Of course, this world's got coffee. I'm not a sadist. Uh, she'll grab a big old mug of coffee. I don't uh, want to be in this world if it don't got my, coffee. My I world has what. plumbing. Yeah. Of course, it yeah. has coffee. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean we have plumbing? I was wondering how we were having showers. Dwarves are really handy, um, clean people. 
Just a so, bucket with some holes we stabbed yeah. in it. <laughs> I, I cut this boat in half. Um, she'll yeah, she'll uh, she'll sit down and um, coffee first before. Would you please, as you pour this coffee, describe your character for us? So, um, my name is Freya Ironbraid, and I'm a I'm a dwarven wizard. Um, when she doesn't wake up from being hungover, her hair is normally nice and kind of brought back with a little bit of uh, a little braid that comes down um, the right side of her face. She dresses in nice, uh, like, red robes, and um, uh, she's got kind of like a like an almond brown. Uh, skin tone, she's got uh, bright teal eyes and um, yeah, she's just, uh, you know could be looking better, but Hey, it is good to see you this morning Uh, hi How was your sleep? Surprisingly peaceful Why is that surprising? Uh it's, it's a good day. Why would you... Like, I mean, nervous, hey. sure, but... Does the noise out your window bother you? Yeah. Yeah. But... Ah, I see. I used to have so much trouble sleeping. Too much noise in the background. It distracts me from my thoughts before I want rest. Not very. But you can get over it and just have to listen later and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then once you realize it is people being merry outside... Sure. Just goes right back to her coffee. And last but finally, not least, Tekton slept like a stone, and uh, when he finally did wake up from his um, surprisingly uh, deep hangover for a dwarf, um, he uh, wipes the uh, the sweaty after after uh, drinking kind of sweat off of him takes a shower. Oh, I felt that. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, applies um, his fantasy hair dye into his hair to make himself uh, not look old. Uh, and uh, then he's going to go and uh, just uh, get some breakfast for the day. Okay. You step out. There is all your new party members are having a brekkie. Uh, just nod at the mall. How you doing? So excellent. Good morning to you. Morning. Sometime last night, eh? Oh. I, uh, it's been a while since I went that hard, so to speak, you know. But, hey, it's uh, been a bit of a, been a bit of a time of, since I've had a, had a wee drink. Alcohol is very bittersweet. Yeah, you could say that again. Uh, then I get a call. As you are also pouring your coffee, can you describe Tekton for us? Tekton is three foot eleven, though he walks like he's four foot one. He is a uh, strong dwarf with um, a uh, orange uh, in color uh, sort of. Uh, uh, shirt or tunic that has like a hood uh, in the newest fashion 
Um, he has a large bone that he uh, brings around with him everywhere and a set of um, uh, mason's uh, tools like chisels. Um, he has a uh, green eyes, uh, piercing eyes, and sort of a uh, rocky chiseled uh, nose. And Thank you. All right, so you guys all gather your breakfast. You all sit down at the little table that you guys were kind of drinking at the night before. The birds chirp outside. People begin to have quiet conversations. Um, nothing too loud to disturb the nice kind of quiet morning air of Zelestin. You guys eat a meal. So what time do we have to be there by? I, I I think I think they're coming to get us. If, um, but what well, what should we do in the meantime? Like I, I'm not used to sitting around and whatnot. Well, I'm going to go have a shower, so I'm fresh for the for the day. And after she's gonna bring her coffee mug with her, and she's gonna go back to her room and have a shower. Still still drinking the coffee during a nice coffee before, shower before, yeah. before yeah. during yeah. and after. Average coffee shower. Even after everyone like finishes eating, <clears throat> Ramses is still putting more food on his plate. So he continues to have like a pretty much a second breakfast. I do not know about you, but I am very hungry, and I feel as the day will be busy. I am not willing to take any chances to find out I will be hungry halfway through. If you'd like, you can join me for another meal. Are Are you planning on like running three marathons though? Like my God. Only for fun. It, if that is what happens. I'll race you. You want to race? Are you fast? Yeah, I'm fast. You kidding me? I, I mean, oh, I, mean oh, I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I, I think I'm pretty, pretty fast. I believe you. Do not second guess what you are saying. No, I did. It, it ain't second. Perhaps. Perhaps we race another time. Oh. Yeah? yeah. Maybe when we get the the important matter that. Yeah, no. It's... I'll have a race with you. You want to race? All right. Yeah, I will destroy you, Carrier. I mean, um, you know, in a friendly way. Love to see you try. All right, let's do this. And sees raising an eyebrow at like the two of you, and like looks very amused. All right, you guys. Uh, where do you guys go to race? What? Um, where sh- should we race to? Like the force and back, or, 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 or what do you think? All right, sounds good. All right, yeah. Right to the edge of the forest and then pop right back. Yeah. You guys all take your running stances. Carry on. I'm going to do some stretches to work off all the fucking eggs. You guys get into a stance. And then you guys run. (laughs) You guys begin to run. Uh, Fenlo, your movement speed (laughs) is what? It's it's 40. Carry on, I believe you're at 30. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, Sakariad, so you just da, 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 and you kind of soldiers training. You have to do this every morning. You got to be able to run through the city if anything bad happens. You oh, right. begin to charge through, trying to get, at least get the force line in your vision. And then you like look back and you don't see Fenlo, and you're like, <laughs> and then you look up and Fenlo's like twenty feet ahead of you. <laughs> I was hoping this would be roll based. No. Fuck. Why would it be roll based? <laughs> this is movement speed. I don't know. I don't want to think. And then you're like, 
I can, I can do this. And you put your head down a little bit and you speed up and you're like, yes, I'm going to pass him. And then Fenlo's already up by the bridge to where the forest would be. And you're like, shit, I'm not going to do this. Okay, but it is also on the way back. So stamina mm-hmm. matters. A little bit. So what's everyone's, right, so what's your two cons? Stamina roll. Uh, Constitution, 14. So stamina? I get a plus two. 15, so I get a plus two. Ah, <laughs> um, as you, like, uh, you see Fenlo hit the forest edge, and then you're like, and you kind of speed up. You get that burst of speed. You hit the forest line as Fenlo's already back behind the, over the bridge. And you're like, come on! And you begin to charge back over the, like, the not rickety, but still, like, kind of terrifying as it's as the bridge is between the forest landmass complete to the the center of Zelestin, and they're just floating with spectral like energy and you're like oh and you kind of pass over and then fenlo gets back to the cabin while you're in the next block over but you guys are very tired yeah like i'll get yeah i'll get back panting just <sighs> all right <laughs> Acknowledge you. I, yeah, I, I, you know, I think I had the wind at my back, so, you know, it wasn't really fair. We'll call it a draw. I don't, you don't have to patronize me. I ain't patronizing nothing. You got the win. Take it. I I thought you said I got the wind, and I was like, yeah, sure. The, the, then I, I, I won the argument. Now I'm confused. Um, okay. And then Cariadle to hold out a hand for shaking. Yeah, all right. Yeah, he'll, 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 he'll shake that hand. You need to grow a set, boy. I... And then she's gonna walk inside. This is this is why we argue. She's inside. She didn't hear that. <laughs> no, she didn't. You kidding me? He yelled that. So you guys walk in. What's the other? Th- uh, Freya, you have a nice, lukewarm shower. Uh, afterwards, she probably uh, just would have gone back out and um, still seeing Ramses eating. She'd probably be like, mm, "Yeah, I could." It could go with a second actress. And, uh, she'll... Yeah. She'll chat out. By all means, Kyria, please enjoy me. This Freya. Company is always a good... Well, Freya. (laughs) I mean, I'll join you also. (laughs) It's only been a few times I have met all of you. I apologize if uh, the names get skewed. Uh... If anyone was near her room, uh, they would have heard Freya singing in the show. Uh, I, I think I said in our session zero that this is like a very thin-walled cabin, <laughs> so everyone heard you singing. <laughs> What's your performance? Uh, you want me to? No, do no, just tell me your number. Uh, it's plus one to performance. Uh, so you know what? There, there's some pitchiness, um, but. From from a normal standpoint, it's not like a boys' choir where they're just like. You're not doing the Halo Three OST. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I can't go above a second octave. Okay. Freya, you have not a bad singing voice. Do you practice? I wouldn't say I practice more, so I just. I just sing. Uh, yeah, I'm a little, little crazy for music, you could say. It's very good at passion for me. 
What about you? Do you like to sing? you like music? I can say I am partial to music. It is an everyday life and I think it adds a decent amount of entertainment to it. Yeah, I do. But I would not say I am uh, quite the delicate singer. Fair, fair enough. Any other hobbies? Or do you just prefer music? Um, it's really just music and reading. See, I've uh, got a lot of uh, studying to do, so... I guess music is easy. You can play it in the background as you do your studying. Aye. Two birds with one stone. Quite right. Oh, I could hear them out there. Are they done? Uh, I think so. They enter. The door opens. Sweaty. Tired. <laughs> Going to have to take another shower. I... You said... Oh, <sighs> I was going to uh, ask that. It, 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 um, you know, it was kind of a moral tie, really. <laughs> so it was Fenlow. I... Yeah. I'm gonna give him a, a big pat on the back. Uh, yeah. One that <laughs> might not be so gentle. <laughs> ah, my sunburn. <laughs> you, you go off about your skills in running, and then when you take a win, you do not take credit for I... it. It does not make sense to me. Take credit where it is due. Don't be so modest. I gotta take a shower. Be back in a bit. You also have a lukewarm that quickly turns to cold shower. Sorry, I took all the warm water. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna it's take a cold just shower. a cold shower. It is shower. a very, very cold shower. Karia doesn't mind oh, the cold shower. You bitch. Soothes, soothes muscles. I what? How is that kinky? <laughs> what? Uh, I'm in some really weird <laughs> kink communities. You're into some weird I love cold the shower kinks. Just, just to be clear, there's, oh, there's multiple showers, right? Not the this ain't gonna turn it to just a masturbate with some ice cubes. You and I are taking a shower together. Well, oh <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. I'll, I'll... There's only one. There's <laughs> only one chair. How many? How many are there? DM. There's one in each bedroom. This is this okay. is not a gym shower. <laughs> yeah, Liv already said we already got. I didn't. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. As you guys all get ready, shower again. Come out. Maybe have a drink. A sharp loud knock uh interrupts the quiet morning um you guys all have like an inclination as to who this might be and when the door swings open there is a woman muscular tight-fitting robes with leather armor uh a silver holy symbol around the neck to the ayun the goddess of knowledge dark brown skin and blonde curly hair comes past her shoulders good morning everyone how are you all feeling today Oh, not too bad there. Good, good. We can't complain. Pretty good, pretty good. That is fantastic. Excellent. I trust that your evenings were all good. Good. She kind of steps into the threshold, kind of comes over. She pulls out a, a spare chair and sits down and she says, So, tell me, how are you all feeling today? Um. Uh. 
It's the ready, ready to go. Let's uh, yeah. let's get this over with. You know, let's start bleeding. Okay. Surprisingly, I feel uh, strangely more at peace than the night before. Yesterday, I felt the pit in my stomach that said that something uh, new was coming, and today it has morphed into an excitement and an energy. Well, a good celebration will always bring that out in someone. Now, I trust that you all are prepared for the trials ahead. Correct? Yeah. Okay. I sure hope so. Alrighty. Mm -hmm. Then if you can gather your belongings, I will take you there. Kariad will gather her belongings. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Uh... Freya will make sure that she has uh, her music books. Okay. Are we going to be out in public at all? Uh, well, we're walking like, there, but uh, oh, I... but when we uh, arrive, you will not be out in public. Why? Yeah, uh, I was just wandering there, and I, I go off to my uh, room, and then I want to put on a patch of the all hammer at the back of my cloak just to rep the all definitely you on onto the back of the jacket and you guys all gather your belongings and she lets all you exit first before she kind of comes around to the front and you guys set out into the now kind of mid-morning warm air of zelestin there is a hush that falls over because as you guys know this woman who is leading you towards whatever trials you may face is the sovereign of Zelestin, the head of the council um her name is morellor alina uh she is a half elven woman um and she kind of marches as if she she never came from royalty at all she was never a sovereign she carefully walks through waves at people um Everyone kind of, like, nods and smiles at this, and all of them wave at her and then back at you all, and you march through the streets. Um, Takes you guys maybe five minutes before you pass all these, like, large kind of houses and shops and everything in the heart of Zelestin, and you arrive at the soul. These large temple uh four buildings that all kind of sit out like a compass a main central one and then four buildings to the north south east and west all some large spires some bulky small one-story buildings others large square classic castle feel and she sets in between a path and she has you follow down into the main building. Uh, Ramses, you would know this to be where you would go to worship your god, Pelor. Um, and where it is normally like you go up into the spire tower to pray closest to the apex of the sun. Um, she's actually leading you down some stairs. Um, I've always admired this building, but I have never seen the You're about to find out what's down here. Um, She guides you guys down. Uh, Her hair swishes as you guys walk down. The footsteps echoes through the stone. Um, And as you guys 
arrive at the bottom of the sky sanctuary, you see that, like, a room. It has many iconography to many points of history to Celestin. Different murals of its beginning. Each council member has a beautifully painted portrait in their honor, with their names painted on delicately and a handprint set in for each. Banners cover spaces that have yet to be used, each with a different symbol to a god. The back wall has a large door inscribed with large letters. Does anybody speak celestial? Yep. Okay. I do, actually. As do I. And I believe Fenlo does, because he's an ASMR. I, yeah, I said okay. yeah. So you guys can read it. It says, those who come to fare the trials will know what it means to face history. And then standing to the sides of the doors are four more individuals that you all recognize as the other council member. An ASMR person with long black hair tied back in a large braid, short swords on the back as well as a long bow, and wearing leather armor. Uh, this is Beigel, uh, the Throne of Defense and Information. The next, a halfling man with the largest greatsword you have ever seen placed on his back. His scale mail armor seems to be made of multiple dragon hides, and he has many large scars riddling his face and any exposed skin. He has a mop of sandy blonde hair on his head with the sides constantly shaved. This is Wenfer, the halfling uh, fighter, basically. Uh, the throne of law and guard. Uh, and then on the other side of the door is a dwarven male. Uh, his fiery red hair is kind of receding, but his great beard is 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 intricately braided with small amounts of gray kind of coming into it. His robes are darker blue and embroidered with many like lighter shades of blue thread to create runes and symbols. This is Tornir, the throne of magic and invention. Next to him is a human man with bottlenose glasses. He wears leather armor and has a shield on his back, but no weapons. His van braces are covered in writing, and any skin showing has many tattoos. And his shaggy brown hair falls into his face, but his glasses keep it at bay. This is, and I cannot pronounce his last name, Ludum Kerr Junkeldrifk. Throne of history and lore. They all stand in their place, kind of waiting... Wenfer kind of stay, stands there. No problem. Tornier has a book open. Um, Ludumker is kind of pacing back and forth. Um, and Bygall is just kind of tapping his foot. As they kind of see her as his arrival, they all kind of like step up and kind of get back into the line. Sovereign Alina goes, All right. This is the beginning of your trial. You must learn how to work together as a team. And we want to see how that happens. So these are just small ways of showing that. When you are ready, place your hands on this door and it will open for you. Every contents of this is different to each group that arrives here. So we will not have the answers. We don't even know what's going to happen in that, but I'm sure whatever it is, you will be able to face it. Does anybody have any questions before you begin your trials for any of us? Buying all that ASMR, like, keeps very quiet. Wenfir, the halfling, just kind of look, looks around at all of you and says, Good luck. This is the start of many things for you all. 
Tornier just goes, gives a big thumbs up. Um, and Ludumkur goes, yes, try not to fuck it up. He kind of, as he continues to start pacing again. Nancy has a soft smile, and he says, thank you all very much for your assistance and wisdom as we have been, uh, as we enter this time. And with that, he's going to, like, take a deep breath and take his first steps towards the door. Frey will follow after Ramses. Captain swings the club on his shoulder and then goes, arm up. Cariad will follow suit. As you guys all touch it, a few runes and glyphs glow on the door before it just gently opens up. Just enough for you guys to walk into. Yeah, I'll walk in. You step into this new room. Nice. As the last of you enter, the door slams shut behind you. In this room, you see two columns that rise out of the ground in the center of the room. And as you get closer, each has a circular button. Written on the buttons, the one on the right, or the, sorry, the left, says right wrong. And the one on the right says left right. A door at the end of the room sits locked with portcullis embedded into the ground. One button says right wrong, and the yeah, other one the says left, left right. The left button says right wrong, and the right one says left right. So then, then the left one would be. Oh, why would you ever choose the button that says wrong? <laughs> I do not know what I was expecting, but this, I don't think this is I, it. I, I kind of expected explosions. I ain't gonna lie. Can I go up and look at, like, the... What are these buttons on? Are they, little, like, on little, little podiums? podiums or they, is it, like... like they, it's got a slanted rock face, and then on it is a yeah, button yeah, yeah. that is, pulled, is, like, pulled up from the recesses of the stone, of the stone podium. Uh, is there any other part to this? Like, any other buttons on the sides, Make on the back? Make an investigation check. First roll of the campaign, you guys. Uh, investigation, that's 29? I mean, sorry, sorry. Uh, I 19, was going to say, you are level <laughs> 2. <laughs> what? Yeah. 29, <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, um, 19. Looking at the stone, it is smooth, excellently well-carved, no other buttons that you can see. No stones that could be mistaken um, as regular stones, but are secretly buttons. No, it all just looks like smooth stone, almost like they pulled that out of the earth. What is the the right one? The right says one left, say right. What is the thing in front of us? That it's we're two. At? It's two call like it's two podiums. They're like identical, yeah. and each of them have know, buttons but- on it. No, but what's uh, beyond? A door yeah, just... sits at the end of the room with a portcullis over it embedded into the ground. Perhaps we should push the button? Can I go over and take a look at that? Sure, you go over. Um, looking at it, it's a it's huge, massive, iron-made um, portcullis. Um, looks very heavy. Um, and even then, there's a stone door behind it. Can I try to? Sure, make a strength check. 
That's 16. Yeah, nothing happens. So uh, Ramsey's gonna walk up to the button that says uh, uh-huh. right wrong, and he's going to be. Uh, he looks at it for a moment. I perhaps you push the buttons, guys. We are trying everything but pushing them. And Let's. Right here to well, I mean, you gotta hit the I, right one. I don't, don't know why. I don't know why we'd hit the one that says wrong. <laughs> but what if we push both at the same time? Try anything. The thing is, it says right and wrong. Right? Yes, but the other one just says right, <laughs> like left and right. But if we're left with nothing, isn't that the right answer anyway? No. What I are you talking know, about? Okay, I vote to press. <laughs> I vote to press. You know, the right button in the <laughs> sense right. of being correct. Let's press left, right. Okay, okay, okay. Anyone have any objections? You're gonna go over which which one are you pressing? The left one says the right, the right one, the correct one, (laughs) the one that says left right. No, the one that says right wrong. You're pressing the the one that says right wrong. The right on the right wrong one. Okay, you're gonna press. No, it's one button. Yeah, it's one button. It's one button that says right wrong. No, it's two. There's two. No, there's super two buttons. buttons no, and they're yes, each in their yes. Own podium. But the other the one, one says on the left, left, right. Says right, wrong, and the one on the oh right says left, right. <laughs> so there's there, only two buttons. There's and all only four buttons. two buttons. No, there's 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 two buttons. Texton, what takes so long? You are going to press buttons. No, yeah, no. uh, Ramsey's walks up. To I got moments where I'm confused. <laughs> That's okay. I had trouble reading to him. Oh uh, he presses the he presses the right. I press wrong it a button. second after. Oh. Also, <laughs> you press the right wrong button, and the portcullis raises up, and then Tekton hits it, and it and it slams down. God damn it! Press oh. again. It only so the portcullis raises up, and the doors open. We did it. Look at that! We're all geniuses. We solved it, and Ramsey's goes. You're gonna go for a high five on Ramsey. He like he like put it, but he's still walking. <laughs> he's like, yeah, let's go. Very good. Kariad will put a hand on Tekton's shoulder as she walks past. <laughs> what a brain teaser that one was! Uh, congratulations, so you solved team. my button puzzle. <laughs> it's oh my first God. puzzle. I'd like to think that the council's just what watching this, fuck? just like it took yeah. twenty minutes. <laughs> what have Shit, we done? They fell for it. They didn't <laughs> fall for it, guys. Now that we have clicked the right wrong button and this ended up being right, I cannot help but wonder what the left right Don't hit it though! It's not. Please? Let's not find it. I don't intend to, and like he's still walking forward. Let's just go. Alright, you guys kind of settle into this room. Uh, When the last of you enter, the door slams shut and you hear the portcullis drop in the other room. And then it kind of just seals you in. And then as you guys, like, look down, you see, um, like, the room kind of segments into square steps, basically. So, like, there's a raised edge that you guys are standing on, and then a bunch of stairs, and then another lower level, and then a bunch of stairs, and then a lower level, and then a bunch of stairs, and then a lower level. And that's made in a square shape. In 
the base of that is a small dais that sits in the center of the room, um, down the steps. Uh, when you guys hear the door close behind you, you begin to be here like a... And then, from four medium-sized pipes, water just starts gushing out. And quickly begins oh, to fill like the a... room with water. Like, there is a door. Okay, I just have a question. Uh, What's like a, a dais? Like um, a, a pedestal, like a um, like an altar. And uh, it's down like three sets yeah. of stairs. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll run down the. How, and you said the stairs go in like a, they go, a they, square. They aren't high. They don't raise up. They go downward. They're downward sloping stairs. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. You guys could get. Th- How... like you guys? You guys can walk down there cr- pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, okay, well, how many feet the... down would you say it is? Um, to get to the bottom, I'd say 30 feet. Alright, so if we want to do this fast, someone can jump and I can make sure that you don't get hurt when you fall. Alright, and oh. Karyad's gonna jump. Oh shit, okay. <laughs> and she'll like run to the edge and wait till she's like 10 feet down and then uh, she's gonna whip out her, her uh, conductor's baton and she's gonna quickly like make a sign in the air and she's going to cast feather fall on Karia. the 10 feet of wind rip, whips past you and then you see the the water kind of speckle your face and then you slowly fall into a bunch of water that is now gathering at the base of the landing um and you into the water your feet are just soaked up to your like calves basically um in front of you is a small dais with multiple oh, gears shit. that are clicking and whirring. Okay, okay. <laughs> what like do the gears look gears like? That all click and mash together. <laughs> what do you see down there? I'll take, I'll take, I'll take uh, a pitten uh-huh. from my backpack, and I will mash okay. it into the gears. Roll me a hmm, Clang. a sleight of hand check. To avoid your fingies getting athletics pinched, you... it's a it's a pitten. It's oh, my I'm fingies a... don't go near. I thought it. you a meant a ball a bearing. Long... Still okay, fine. Make me just straight strength. <laughs> Are we the baddies? Nineteen. Nineteen. You and you slam it into it. You push it into the stone. You the the gears slow down, but they a lot of them don't stop spinning. What is everybody else doing? Do you need a hand? Karyad, are you doing fine down there? I think Tekton could help you. He figured out the last puzzle. Tekton, should we help? Uh, we figured uh, out the last... Well, if you're oh, going, just uh, let me know so I know to cast Featherfall. You guys could just walk down their steps. We can... Yeah, there's stairs. Yeah, I don't know why you were so adamant yeah, about jumping. I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk, down. walk down. It's quicker. Wait, that room's filling up with water, there? isn't it? S- How much well, water? Rimsy kind of like does a job. It's down. just a bunch of gears. It's currently up to Karyad's waist now. Yeah. Oh, then look. Yeah. Uh, you ran fast, but your mind works quickly. Quick, think of something. <laughs> uh. Uh. I'll run down there and I will also. I'm gonna take. Sploosh, sploosh, sploosh. <laughs> it's up to your, um, like, stomach. I'm gonna take. I got. I'm gonna take a dagger and I'm just gonna jam it in another part of the gears. Okay, make make an attack roll with the dagger. All right, all right, make an attack roll. Oh no! Oh no! That's a 
Did you miss? That is a five. You but it was a two. And it just like bounces off as the gears like and then just How are the gears affixed? Can I just lift one off? They are set into stone, so if you want to like try and you would have to like you can't exactly see where all the gears are set into. You just see a few of like the edges like whirring. Ramsey sees what they're doing and he says, "We are hitting it, yeah." And then he takes out his battle axe and he goes, <laughs> "He goes, I'm, <laughs> I've got this." And then he like he goes make to make roll. an attack roll on it. Yeah. Okay, that is a sixteen to hit. I'm just getting the AC of stone. Hold on. Um, <laughs> you ah, you slam it down in it, kink, and it bounces off. What? What are the pipes made uh, of? They look like a, um, oh. kind of like stone. Could I, I have mold earth. Does that work? Could I Just pinch try them to... Uh, Tecton, yes. Make me, uh, what's your spell casting ability? Uh, technically it's charisma. Okay. Roll me a d20 and add your spell attack modifier. Ooh, that's good. So 17, and then the spell attack modifier would just be the modifier for charisma, so 19. Okay. So you hold out your club, and you, what, you like, make a circle gesture, and then you make your club, like, slam down on the rune that's now drawn into the air. And you guys watch as each, just like one at a time, he turns and closes the tunnels of stone. Uh, that are gushing water in here, and he has bought you precious, precious time before this room fills up. It is now past the first kind of level, like it's up to Cariad and uh, Fenlo's like shoulders, um, and and so this has definitely bought you some time. Um, what are you guys doing? I'm gonna. You can thank me later. There, uh, it's too water's too deep for me. <laughs> I'm gonna take um, out some yeah. hemp and rope. And I'm just gonna muck the gears up with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it in all the axles and shit so that Okay. Make me Now it'll be a sleight of hand check. Cause you're gonna get pulled in. Don't get pulled in, don't get pulled in, don't get pulled in. (laughs) Well turns into one of those um like workplace horror stories with a meat grinder. Yeah. It just turns into the king. It's not great. Um I got a three. Three. <laughs> I got a three. Okay. Um, you begin to muck it in, <laughs> shove it in, and for a second you hear a bad whirring sound, and you're like, oh, and you pull out your fingers because you're afraid you're going to lose your fingies. Um, but then the rope just like, and hits you in the face. It's like it's shot uh- out. Do I still have 50 feet of hemp and rope? You have 45 then? feet of hemp and rope. Because <laughs> it's all frayed at the edges. So is it just like a little pedestal with like some gears just turning? Do you want to go look? I mean, yeah, I'll start walking down and as soon as it gets to like the step where the water is going, she'll like stop. <laughs> She's kind of small. Okay. Um, make it an investigation check. Uh, nine. Uh, it looks like just a bunch of whirring gears. Alright, so we've tried hitting it. Um, we've tried gamming it up. You, you hear a uh, scatter rock as you begin to see some water starting to burst out of one corner of the room. Just like... Oh, God. 
I'm gonna stick my head in the water and inspect around the pedestal. Make an investigation check. That's a 14. 14? Uh, in the base of this stone, you see what looks to be a keyhole. That's what I was missing. Alright, um... I'm gonna come splashing out of the water. <laughs> uh, anybody see a key on the way in? Uh... Did we see a key on the way in? Can <laughs> <No. laughs> I start looking around? Sure, make a, make a perception check. That is a three. <laughs> you don't know where it is? You don't see a key? Is anybody good at opening locks without <laughs> keys? Uh, no. No. Noah? Arre, 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 One of the... Arre, the, the, um... the pipes just bursts open and more water begins to gush through. Not as quickly as it once was, but there is water now coming into the room again. It slowed down after Texan uh, hit it. Yes, right? he, he used okay. magic to seal it. I've got a crowbar. I'm gonna try prying one of the gears off. Oh, okay, make a strength check. 17. 17. But 17 is what you needed. As you jam you and then you just with one last hit you and then the whole front place of the dais just like flips off slams in the water and quickly sinks to the bottom of the water that's like uh, gushed in here and you see all the gears and you just go and you just start grabbing and flicking off all the gears it's like clink 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 repping them off and at this point you hear and water begins to like a cork taken out of a bath begins to unflow, and then the doors <laughs> at the end <laughs> and open up. That was brilliant! <laughs> it really didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah we yeah, just kind of done that. And you, Texton! Brilliant! <laughs> Ramsey just looks like absolutely enthralled. He's just, he's very happy. Yet I gobsmacked. Alright, Cariad's gonna head on through the door. I'll follow. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna shake my pants dry, hopefully. As you step in through the door, once again, it slams shut and locks behind you. (laughs) This time, you see in the middle of the room is old, cracked earth, sitting in a mound. In the top center of this mound of earth, plunged deep into it, a rusted greatsword. You know this to be the very center of Zelestin, the sword and the energy that once created it. Green energy, as you step in and look at it, wisps about, bursting out from the sword. You see tendrils of energy drift through the room, coalescing into a shape, a figure, an individual in spectral armor. You who challenge the trials of the blood will find great expanse of land and in knowledge. Though if you cannot defeat me, you will know none of it. They thrust their arm out to their side, and a spectral replica of the great sword embedded into the earth appears in their hand. Roll initiative. Hello, and welcome to the interim of the first episode of Chronicles of Gaia. Uh, I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and I'm just stepping in here to give a quick 
credit break um, before we get back into that scathing battle that I'm sure will kill everyone. Um, this has been a project in the works for about a year now and now that it's finally underway and I'm editing it and I'm getting this stuff done it's a little surreal to see how many things are coming forward uh, I know that there's a ton of podcasts that are dedicated to playing Dungeons Dragons or other RPGs so it means a lot if you take a moment to listen and have fun with us that's all I really want is for us to have fun and tell a story and if people listen to it, that's great, but I'm happy having fun with my friends. Um, if this is a show that you enjoy um, and you want to see more, then I would love it if you took a moment to rate, like, subscribe, five stars, wherever you're listening to this. Just getting us out there and, and talking about us makes us seen and means that we're, you know sharing our story with other people. This is turning sappier than I thought it was going to ever be. Um, but it's the truth. That's just how this works. The first few reviews in the first couple weeks are always a great time when you're starting out. Um, I also want to thank a few people that have helped in the process of getting everything out there. So of course I want to say thank you to the lovely cast of characters around here. So Jack and Carisha and Nick, Liam and Eric, um, they've all been very nice and very accommodating for everything I've wanted to do, um, for every kind of strain I made to put them on or stress. Um, it's meant a lot to me that they stuck with me and they will hopefully stick through me when I'm having a nervous breakdown and I text them at three in the morning talking about something. Um, but also, uh, if you follow us, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, our Twitter is, uh, C-O-G-R-P-G on Twitter and cog.rpg on Instagram. We could not get uh, the same handle on both, unfortunately. So take that, that what you will. Um, and you can find on there a cool gif uh, made by uh, Ruchika, a really nice freelancer on freelancer.com. And you can commission her and find her account at graphicart13. And she does really cool gifts. She blew it out of the park. Uh, she got it back to Eric in, like, no time at all, and I was floored. She took every change perfectly. It was awesome. Um, you might also see artwork there of the characters, and that was done by a wonderful friend named Saron Thomas, um, and you can find him at Twitter, on Twitter, at the Shockwave 48 where you can commission him and see his awesome artwork. He's got this really late 80s, early 90s cartoon vibe that I really, really love, and I I thought of him immediately upon seeing this. Um, I also want to give a shout out to our friend named Elk, an awesome friend who busted out some music. The outro, the intro, and the break music you heard just before coming here. Uh, he's done it all for us um, for those sections, and it's awesome. And he worked with me, and he took everything with a grain of salt, and, I, and it was awesome working with him, and I hope to work with him more. You can follow him at Lord underscore Elk on Twitter, or elk underscore lord at underscore art on instagram that's about it for everything we'll see you guys next week i take you back now to the action oh shut we gotta fight ah we, we gotta fight lady we gotta fight I guess lady this Celeste. is what they meant by uh facing history there <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
about Celeste and she is. <laughs> yeah, oh, now we got a fighter, apparently. Oh, you know, just a... Just a late day, you know, fighting God. <laughs> Fun. Okay. Uh, what did Freya Ironbraid get? Eight. Eight. Alrighty. What did Tekton? Sixteen. Sixteen. What did Karyad get? Eighteen. Eighteen? Okay. Fenlo Weddle. I got eleven. Seven? I know eleven. Oh, eleven. Eleven. One, one. Get closer to your mic, boy. I'm sorry. I'm excited, so I want to lean back and smile. Well, don't. <laughs> Ramses. <laughs> I rolled an actual 20, probably at the worst Eight. time, but we did it. Did you what? Did you add uh, your first in- tele- initiative modifier? I have no initiative okay. <laughs> Victory on itself. All righty. Good, good thing we got a nat 20 before in that yeah. one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Top of the round, Ramses, you see this spectral floating knight. What do you do? This is not giving me a lot of time to think about what I'm going to do, but, um... Do you want a natural uh, one it, instead? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm just saying, because, like, if I sound a little rushed with my decision. But, uh, mm. I'm gonna... Ramsey's, uh... Ramsey knows the, the heat of battle, and he will not hesitate. He will go in with his battle axe immediately. Rolling to hit. Roll to That's hit. That's an eight. That's an eight? <laughs> Total? Oh. Yeah. No! <laughs> you rush forward with your with your great axe, and they sidestep you completely. And you ah! And you turn around, and then be careful. He is very skilled. It's too strong for us, Harry. It's too strong. And the, but then you turn around and look at the door, and it's locked, and there's no way out. Oh fuck! <laughs> Is that the end of your turn, Ramses? Uh, yes. Alrighty. Actually, uh, actually, I, actually, I'm going to uh, bonus action divine favor, divine favor on myself. What does that do? So your prayer empowers you with divine radiance. Until the spell ends, your weapon attacks deal an extra one d four radiant damage on all hits. Okay. And it's a concentration, so it's uh, up to one. The glint blade of your battle axe lights up with a radiant energy. Kariad, what'd you like to do? I'll shout. It's alright, I got this! And I'm gonna run in. And I'm gonna swing with my scimitar and my short sword. Go for it! Here I come. Uh, so with my scimitar. Fuck my life. Uh, it's only a seven. You. It just drifts (laughs) through. The spectral knight. It, it don't look like he got this. But that's alright. I can still hit it with my short sword. <laughs> you you flip the blade. You turn and you create a new line, and then you go with the short sword. Roll to hit. Twenty one. That hit. one will hit. Roll some demon. I just don't get to add my strength. That is true. That is true. That's four damage. Alrighty. <laughs> um, as you <laughs> slash through it, some of the energy drifts away from this spectral creature. But it doesn't seem to do as much as you're hoping it would. Ah, uh, shit. And I believe that is the end of your turn. Tekton Niflhard. I am going to uh, run up to it and in the meantime take my club and smash it against the ground. I'm going to cast Shillelagh and a bunch of like uh, <laughs> rock and stone forms around the top of the uh, bone. Okay. Um, and then I want to kind of just like slide under the ghost somewhere on like flanking. 
Definitely. You slide oh, under, oh. pull out your weapon. Can you attack with your weapon on this turn? And my and my and I got my chisel out. I can't attack. This Go turn. for it. That was my action. Oh, that was your action to Shillelagh? Okay. Yeah. Damn. No, I'm pretty sure Shillelagh's a bonus action. Uh, is it? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Shit, eh? All right. Uh, yeah, so you can bonus action Shillelagh. Yes, okay. Uh, I will do that. Awesome. I didn't know that. Um, that is a 13 hit. It, uh, you go to swing, and they bring up the the blade of Celestin and just block it off. And it misses, unfortunately. Fenlo, what is you wanting to do? Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my spear at her. Okay. Sorry. You pull your spear um, off your backpack yeah. and you launch it. That's a sixteen. That misses, unfortunately. Oh. That was my That's spear. it. <laughs> right through him. Um. <laughs> Into the wood or the stone behind him. That was your action. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, that was. I'm, I'm just going to cross my arms and kind of pout for a second. I thought I was going to do more. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> we, we ain't. We ain't doing much. We ain't doing much. Freya Iron Braid. What would you like to do? Wow, this thing rolled bad on the it really did. If it's going after me. Rolled a seven. Uh, alright. Ah. Okay. So, um, Freya is going to see all of her uh, companions kind of, you know, missing. Uh, and she's going to pull out her baton and she's going to uh, carve a symbol in the air and she's going to point it forward and she's going to cast uh, Firebolt. Okay. It you shoot it at the spectral form. Go for it. Uh, uh, 19. That hits. Okay, that's a D10. First blood for him. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, oh, carry on. One carry of my on. swords hit. That's right, I forgot. Yeah, oh, that was ten! <laughs> <laughs> ten fire damage! Woo! As it slams into its body, although dealing damage, it doesn't seem to do as, as much as you were hoping. Ah, come the fuck on. Oh, Freya's gonna hit it, and she's gonna go, yes! And then if it, like, looks at her, she's gonna go, like, Ooh. And she's gonna try to like. Is there any cover in this no. room? No. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, she's going to maybe go twenty-five feet farther okay, away you from go, it. You go to the left side of the room as their eyes just train on you. Great sword in hand. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, no. Yeah, I literally have no bonus action spells or Already, it is Spectral Knight's turn. It is. <sighs> going to look at Kariad and it's going to make an attack on her. <laughs> um, does a 10 hit? No. It's okay, no. it gets two attacks. <laughs> oh. Hey How about a 17? Yes. Alrighty. So it tries to swing down, you do a little roll and then stand up as it slams the spectral blade into the ground and then it tilts it a little bit and slashes upward slashing you across the chest you take <laughs> love love the ADR oh shit the ants oh, no. 15 points of damage oh yes what the hell I that's rolled very... really good like really good that's not very as it slashes against you cutting up right up the front of the center you're like oh the blade my health set 7 
Sorry? My elf set seven. Oh my. That's I got you good. Um, but that is the end of their turn. Top of the round. Ramses. Alright, Ramses is gonna go and attempt to make another attack with his battle axe. Go for it. Uh, again, it's only an eleven. <laughs> so you rush through it sees this glint on your blade and it ducks down really quickly, seemingly scared of it, and but you miss. Ramsey's like expression goes from like we gotta deal with this to like ex- like serious and like focused. <laughs> Do you wanna move or anything? Um no. No. I'm just gonna keep keep where I am. Also, where's Cariad in relation to me? Like next to you. It's like you, Cariad, and Tecton are all rushing up there. And a okay. spear embedded five feet away. Cariad. Uh, suppose I'll swing my scimitar and short sword again. Go for it. Uh, scimitar. <laughs> scimitar! <laughs> I don't think it's 13 hits. Nope. Just... We haven't we haven't figured out what its AC is. We just know that nineteen hits and a sixteen misses and a sixteen doesn't. <sighs> well, seventeen didn't either. So I'm thinking it's either eighteen, 18 or, or nineteen first AC. <sighs> Both blades fall through. Ah, we're gonna die. <laughs> Tectin oh, Niffle Heart. Uh, I'm gonna. Someone do something! So I have my like chisel out and my bone club. I'm gonna go for an attack with the bone club. Go for it. Uh, that's um twenty-one. That hits. Woo! That's nine points of damage. Alrighty, this uh, for the. It is magical. If that yes, effect. this this time when it hits the the night as it's finally being hit with something that does equally as destructive damage as it's been doing. Uh, give it a smirk and then go and chisel bone section. Okay. Uh, that's a natural one. How do you fail spectacularly? Uh, I go do with like uh, a chisel and like I hit myself. I like go for like a wide slash and then get my thigh okay. on, the, on the swing. What's your damage die on your chisel? D4? Uh, yeah, it's a, let me... Yeah. Uh, oh. You take four points of slashing damage or piercing okay. damage. Okay. As you ah, as it slashes <laughs> into your thigh. All right. Don't worry, that was that was planned there. Do you want to move? No, I'm gonna stay up. Uh, All right. All righty. Fenlo, it is your turn. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use a bonus action to use healing light, which is something ASMRs get. I'm gonna use it on Kariad. I believe you have to touch it, does it not? Hmm? I believe you have to touch the creature, do you not? Nope, it's within 60 feet. Is this... I thought you said this is an ASMR thing. Yeah, this is an ASMR thing. Healing light. I'm confused. Everyone stop the podcast. I'm confusion! Everyone stop the podcast. <laughs> I'm confused um, about something. We have to stop it. Healing light, you said? Uh, yeah. Wh- oh, now it's specified. That is a warlock wh- oh, thing. Oh, no. Sorry, this is a warlock thing. This is not a spell, but this is something that I get because I'm a celestial warlock. Uh, I'm rolling 2d6. You heal seven points of damage, Cariad. And then, and then, and then, because I don't want this thing within uh, 
like for its turn to be in range of all my fighters, I'm gonna use Eldritch Blast and use Repelling Blast. Yeah! Is it a bonus action to do Healing Light? It is a bonus action. Yes, you can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That is a that is a twenty three to hit. That hits. Oh, yeah. finally! <laughs> I got a little Eldritch Blast, guys. Don't worry about it. That's a solid five points of damage. This this blast slams as the spear has been thrown. You go shit, and you point with your finger, and you do a little circle around Kariad, and then there's just light seemingly from nowhere just kind of rushes down from the ceiling, and Kariad, you feel some of your wounds stitch back together and close a little bit, start to uh, to scab over, and then with the other hand you're just like and you shoot out this kind of rimmed yellow kind of white energy that shoots out and slams into the spectral warrior. And it just like, as it slams into it. Um, and is pushed back. And is pushed back 10 feet as it. Do we get attack like, of opportunity? I'm looking. Somebody? Um, you, you, you don't get attacks of opportunity from someone else pushing it. It's only if they willingly move. Well, okay. I think. I'm looking it up. Oh, this is fucking 3.5 edition. What? We're not playing that trash. Brain blast. When did Jimmy Neutron get here? I don't know. <laughs> well, I was lifting up my hair. I was lifting up the front of my hair, and I thought, and I thought, like, with my hair up, it was kind of like Jimmy Neutron esque, and I was like, <laughs> brain blast. Buy candy bars. Comes a kid with a knack for inventions. A super powered mind. A mechanical canine. Dab dab. Rescues the day from sure destruction. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rule that it is only when they willingly move out without taking the disengage. This is more like you guys are all you guys are all. Taking it back when this blast hits and knocks him ten feet away. Into the spear? Hmm. Okay, uh, Fenlo. Let's see. Let's see. D20, I'm gonna roll if it's um twelve or higher. Fenlo just found it his does. new trap combination. <laughs> it falls into the spear. Uh roll me a D6 and then cut it in half. I'm glad that works. It's not the That's pointy end of the spear. It takes that one point. One. It takes no points of damage. <laughs> I will. As it, I will take that <laughs> into the spear, and he like, ugh, and he like gets his footing again. Um, is that the end? I believe that is the end of your turn, unless you want to move. Um, no, I'm good here. I, that did more than I thought it would. All right, so you know, Freya, it is your turn. Bloody, uh, um, uh. Oh, big guns, big guns yet? Um, <laughs> she's gonna see everyone, like, kind of, like, pulling it back together, and she's gonna be like, okay, no, we'll, we'll hold off on that. Um, yeah! Now nah, let's do it, let's be fun! Um, she's going to, uh, with the baton, she's going to, like, move it around in her hand and create this, um this little sphere of swirling energy and you see that like in the ball there's mixes of fire and ice and lightning and a little bit of noxious gas and um she's going to shoot 
uh, chromatic orb at the spirit guardian. What elemental damage are you doing? Uh, since she doesn't know what it's weak to or what it's strong to, she's gonna go thunder damage. Okay. Making me an attack, uh, a spell attack uh, roll. You've just been uh, <laughs> twenty. Twenty. Yeah, yes. that hits. That is a three d eight. Ooh. Uh, I love chromatic orb. Me too. Thirteen thunder damage. As the orb rushes through and slams into the ghost, and then <laughs> like sends out a blast wave around it. Um, doesn't seem to do as much as you were hoping it would take. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this thing's just not but good for spellcasters. Different bits and energies are beginning to fall off of it. Is that the end of your turn, Freya? Oh, that's right. Spell slot. Yeah, oh. mark off that spell slot. That is the end of your turn. It is the knight's turn. And the knight, the spectral knight, will look at you, Freya, and hold up its hand... And then a spectral crossbow enters its hand, and it shoots it at you. It's not within five feet of me, is it? No, no not anymore. I got blasted away by ten. Fuck. I'm sorry. Miss! <laughs> Why are you saying that to me? Why do you... I don't, want us, I don't want us to die in our first... I want to murder campaign. you! Um, that is 14 <laughs> to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay. You take um, a six, seven points of force damage. Seven points. As this this spear of energy slams into your bod, and you feel as it like kind of kind of drifts away in ghostly energy, it's gonna shoot you again because it's got two attacks. Um, that is another fourteen. That okay. Hits. That's another seven. That's another arrow, spectral arrow slams into you. You're just like, oh, oh. You're still up? I'm a bulky wizard. Oh. I'm still Alrighty, up. <laughs> respect. End of his turn, top of the round, Ramses. How beat up are you, Freya? Uh, I'm at four health. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh. I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm going to uh, uh, look at what Fenlo did with his Eldritch Blast, and I'm going to say, that was a good idea! And then I put my hand out, and I cast Eldritch Blast. <laughs> All right. Roll to hit. What? Yeah. Nat 20. Fuck. Send yeah! me a fucking yeah! picture. I want a picture right now. Rolling damage. That's 10, that's 10 damage. So that's, that's, okay. some, that's some beefy damage. Yeah, that's okay. As it slams into the spectral knight is beginning to show wear and tear. Bits of energy slop off of it as your Eldritch Blasts do good. Nice. And then, uh, how does it look, by the way? I just described how it looks. Uh, okay. I guess, uh, just, <laughs> I know, but I just meant, like, bloodied, like, just I just and, described like, how it looks. Okay. It did. There's bits falling off everywhere. Yeah, there's little chunkies falling off of it. You can't handle this. This isn't Pokemon where uh, you hear the little like boodoo boodoo when it gets down to low hell. (laughs) Uh, And then I'm going to use my movement to get back 
uh, 30 feet to where Freya is. Okay. All right. Gariad. I'm going to use my movement to close the distance and try to ram both swords uh, through it. Go for it. 19 to hit. I'm going to use my reaction, and I'm going to use parry, and I'm going to parry the blade. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So it misses. And then a short sword. Natural 20. Send me a goddamn picture. You need to see it? I want to see it right now. Okay, it's yeah, it's a little grainy, but I'll believe you because you're showing it. Roll damage. 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 A d6. Oh, but double damage. Yeah, roll roll two d6. Two d6. Eight damage. Ooh. So what are you a rogue? (laughs) As cutting into it, although it 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 doesn't seem to do as much as you're hoping. You know what, guys? The start of this fight wasn't that great, but we're getting there. Getting there. there. You're getting there. Uh, is that the end of your turn, Karyad? You moved bonus action action. Yeah, that'd be at the end of your turn. Tecton. Yes. I want to taunt it and say, uh, this is our uh, island now, you stinking ghost. And go for <laughs> You rush uh, up with your club. That's a 14? Yeah, I hear you stinking ogre. 14 misses. Uh, and uh, second attack is a... Misses, I'm sorry. It's just like... <laughs> you're, you're taunting the literal founder of this town. The founder, and yeah, like yeah. A renowned... I love it. I'm about it. That's a the guy. Kind of, warrior. Uh, that, like, tear down the Zelestin. I love that <laughs> It's no longer Zelestin. It's Tecton. It's Tectown. It's... <laughs> Tech down. Tech and town. Tech and town. All right, Tech that is town. the end of your turn. Fenlo Weddle. I'm um, I'm gonna use my last uh, my last dice for the healing light nonsense. Okay. To to heal Miss Freya, and I'm gonna heal her four points. You get four points back, Freya. And then it worked. It worked. Okay. It worked last time. I'm gonna hit him with an Eldritch Blast. Go That's for right. it. Eldritch Blast. Eldritch, Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. Um, it, it, doesn't, Eldritch Blast. it does occur to me that now it's two Texans saying Eldritch Blast, and oh man, there's some similarities. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I can't wait for the comments to be like, Blast. I wonder if he's going to have a fake accent. <laughs> uh, that is a 19 to hit. That hits. Roll damage. This is a solid six points of damage. I won't push it because it's. We got some people in melee. It slams against it, just like. Is that the end of your turn? That's the end of my turn. Alright. Freya Iron Braid. Hell, I can't do much, can I? Uh, Let's try Firebolt again. Go for it. Uh, pfft, no, that's like 10. Just goes by it. Slit, hits somewhere in the stone. Anything else? <laughs> okay. It is the knight's <laughs> turn. And it's gonna look at Tecton. And it's gonna look at Kariad. And it's going to attack each of you once. Shield. I'm going to use my reaction to impose. Uh, I'm going to... Make an attack against it since it targeted Tecton. I'm sorry, what? I have the sentinel feet. 
and if it attacks, when a creature within five feet of me makes an attack against a target other than me, I can use my reaction to make a melee weapon attack against it. <laughs> I so, fucking love having a feet. With, with it, looking at Tekton, I'm gonna go, no you don't, and... I've made a big mistake, everyone get rid of their feet. I'm just kidding. Um, Alright, I think, I, do you think, I think so? point of order, we're gonna do the attacks on you two first, and then we'll, and then we'll uh, do your attack, Okay. So this one's will be for that's you, really Karyad. That's um, really that's good. That's an eight, so I don't think that hits. And then this one's and then for- I, I did a shield. Okay, okay, so I will, you have a higher AC then. That is 21 to hit. Uh. <laughs> is that a nah? No, that does not. Uh, oh the, shit. The, no, like, it, it hits, yeah. Oh, it hits, okay. Oh, my shield. <laughs> I was okay. like, what it is cut, your AC? The ghost yeah, cuts yeah. through the, the shield. You take, uh, Nine points of slashing damage, and Kariad, can you please make your singular attack on it? Uh, that's 20 altogether, 15 plus 5. Uh, hits. Finally with my fucking scimitar. <laughs> Six damage. Six damage? It doesn't seem to do as much as you're hoping. More than nothing. Cuts through. That is the end of the night's turn, top of the round, Ramses. Uh, Ramses got up to Freya last turn, mm -hmm. so he's going to turn to her and say... You're not the you have to help, and then he'll do a lay on hands and restore you uh, six points of healing. It's not like I need it, but thank you anyway. Because <laughs> you're bleeding in places that get stitched up. <laughs> the nice oozy blood coming from your chest where the arrow hit heals up and stitches back together with some warmth in your gut. You feel good. Um, An eagle will not take you safe right now. And then he turns, like, away and, like, moves, like, 30 feet towards the... Okay. Uh, uh, you, you, you would need another 10 feet to get there so you'd reach it next turn. Okay. Gariad. All right. Uh, slish slash, you were having a bath. Slish slash, I'm taking a bath all upon a Saturday night. Ba -da -da -da. <laughs> another 20 for the scimitar. Hits. And another 20. Hey, what the fuck? That's three 20s yeah! in a row. That's three 20s in a row. Oh, wait, like natural 20s? It's like, baby. No, uh, 15, and then I get a plus oh, okay. Five. Oh, but okay, I was like, dang. I would shit three, myself personally if you bought three natural 20s in a row. Like, not even because, that I'd be dice forever. Like, not because of the shock, but out of respect. We'd, we'd <laughs> go, buy, go buy a lottery ticket. I'd shit I had myself a flash out of, of like, respect. Of, of, like, three episodes from now, you're like, there's the 58th natural 20 I've got oh in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you guys, and I'm just putting it down, yeah. down every time. I knew someone like you, that, actually. They they would go, roll quickly, pick it up. Oh, I got I got a 19. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, you didn't. I think, I think I know, like, three people like that. I hate it. Uh, so I rolled, yeah, I got seven damage for the scimitar and six damage for the short sword. All righty. As you slash into it, you see its form begin to shiver and weaken, and its last words that it says are, You'll do good. And then you watch as it, like, gently wisps of energy just fall off of it and travel back to the sword. And that is the end of combat. We did it! Ah! We did it! We is <laughs> gonna, like, wipe the blood from her mouth. She's gonna say, I said you'll do well, but okay. I don't, don't, don't question the grammaticals of the founder of this town. Uh, everyone make history checks. 
Can we to make sure that, that was historically uh, 15. accurate? Fifteen. <laughs> Sixteen. Okay. Eight. Okay. Freya. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, and you got a natural twenty. Uh, so <laughs> everyone except for Ramses uh, knows that that didn't look like the founder. That didn't look like Zelestin. Oh. It looked like a ghostly knight. Still. We quite well as a team together. Oh yeah, not not half bad there. Ooh. He like pounds his like uh, chest with his fist for a second and lets out uh, a heavy exhale. It has been a while since I have done something like that in Fortnite combat, so. but uh, it was very refreshing to have you guys for it. Many skills you all have. I'm very surprised every turn we take it is something new. Well, I- I'm very surprised that you have that one uh, spell that you have there. I am a man of many gifts and secrets. Looks pretty creepy. Creepy spell. I thought you were a uh, god-fearing person. God-fearing? No. I worship the gods because I understand their might. But they are here to help us and protect us, not to harm us. Understood. Understood. Uh, I'm gonna go inspect this sword. Okay. It is rusted from many years of seemingly misuse, um, sitting in the earth, kind of like just slowly broke it down, but it still stands. It has a, an old ruby that's set into the pommel. I would like to look at Cariad and say, uh, well, uh, would you, I I think you have the honors there. Oh, that's a bit heavy. All right. Um. And I'll just grab it by the... Your blade, your hand almost adheres to the blade for a second. Your eyes roll back into your head. You you guys watch as every vein just pops out of their forearm and their forehead for a second there. (laughs) Kariad, you see visions of sand, of snow, of sea, of of grass. You see trees toppling. You see creatures screeching. (gasps) You see different wings flap (laughs) as as they rush through the air. You see battles. You see dinners. You see conversations with people that you don't recognize or know and nothing to really stick in your brain as they whip past rather quickly. Um, I have a question for you. Do you favor yeah. your scimitar or your short sword more? Oh, shit. Uh... Oh, scimitar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, scimitar. <laughs> you see the blade appear before you... And then it... And blinks out. And then you... And you stumble back from the blade. Your hand no longer here. And you look around and you're back in the space that you were. Kariad, are you okay? Uh, I... I don't know. You just... I saw... The various things. Um, not... Not too sure what that was. Yeah, Somebody that. else touch it. You, you, you look more roughed up than Freya okay. and Tecton did this morning. Like, you alright? Can Freya touch the sword? sword. (gasps) Your hand adheres as well. You are blasted through. You feel like you're falling, mainly. (laughs) And then 
you're falling onto earth and then you brace yourself and you do that thing where you clench up really hard quickly like in the middle of the night but then like nothing like the the impact doesn't hit you and then you're standing on a surface what looks to be a mine and you see many dwarves having conversations um it's hot here um but you see you begin to see them having conversations and then they start to begin to cast magic intricate hand symbols and components are thrown into the center as five or six dwarves all sit and chant but you can't hear any of the words and then slowly you begin to see energy just like form and coalesce and new rocks are formed in the center of this ritual circle begin to like float and then they set it in a spot and continue to do that you see the different bricks be carried away and added into new buildings and such and then you drift through multiple mountains of people and different dwarves gnomes halflings you see the world for but a second some a world you are not familiar with and then you see your focus your little baton just blink in front of you and then blink out and you and you let go of the sword I'm gonna run over and grab Freya on the shoulders. Did you see it too? Uh, I saw dwarves. And they were making something. What'd you see? Not, not dwarves. I saw uh, many things. Nothing that really meant anything. Animals, people talking, but not really saying anything. Where's my baton? You pull it out. It's there. I'll, like, stash it back in my pocket and... Let's all try grabbing it together. Sure. Yeah, um, alright. It's like a baseball. And Karia's gonna ready her hand over the pommel. Okay. Y'all <laughs> gather around. <laughs> and then you all... I like the... <laughs> all the... Cryptkeeper hands. Oh, you touch the sword in, in different places. Who <laughs> made that sound? <laughs> Just before we all touch the sword, can Ramses use divine sense? And like... <laughs> what, 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 you're just trying to dissense if there's anything around? Uh, just like this on the sword itself, because it can detect good and evil. Uh, so... Oh. Okay, so you feel the consecration of this heavenly place that you have come and worshipped at for years. But there's no undead, no celestial or fiend. Is Fenlo? Um, you got a slight reading off of Fenlo. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't touch the sword then? Or is this a one of the time thing? Or what, what do you think? I think we should do it all at the same time. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Alright. Three, two, one. Everyone's hands touches the sword. You guys are all plunged into a world that is so unfamiliar for you. Can we see each other? Yes, you can. Ah. As you guys all look out and spread out, you see the world around you. You see brightly colored tents. You see a tower out in a body of water. You see snow, you see sand, you see rock, you see mountain, grass, air, sea, 
boats. You see those brightly colored tents. You see that tower off in the sea. You see Zelestin high up in the sky, but for you guys, clear as day, you're home. You see monsters roam the lands. You see people wander. You see them go about their business and almost just like Celestin, just with different habitats, ecosystems. Places you are not familiar with, even through your own grasp of history that you've read. And then one at a time, you guys each kind of blink out from each other. Kariad, you are in a town. You see grass and tree. And they are... Everyone here seems like they are on bated breath. Like they are waiting for something bad to happen. Every so often someone drops something and a guard comes and carries them away. And you see their family cry. Uh, I'm gonna reach out a hand and I'm gonna try and call out Hey, stop! What are you doing? 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 And they don't seem to register that you're there. What do you do? I'll run up and try and shove the guards. Fall right through them. Fall. And you see them dragging (sighs) this man who is just trying, who has, was struggling for a moment, and then from the the way the scene kind of plays out you don't hear anything but you see the man saying something to the family behind maybe saying you know you know watch out for the family business tell the kids i love them something then you're dragged through they're like dragged through the mud and they're brought over to can i pull out my scimitar sing and having seen it blink before me in the last vision i'm gonna try swinging it it goes through Fuck. and you but now you see it almost at the base of the blade is a small hole that maybe a marble could fit into material slot <laughs> um and then you watch an abject horror <laughs> as this man is pushed down on a block and his head is cut off karya can't stomach it freya you are back in this hot area where the dwarves have made a pile of bricks that are now being shipped off to places. There's an exchange of goods for this service. Um, breads, meats, cheeses, some money. Um, and then they are with happy hearts. They are uh, on the road beginning to carry this stuff to different places. And the dwarves get back to work in their little ritual chambers. And then it just eventually it's very quaint it's very nice you can tell the dwarves are enjoying what they do they have created something that helps people and that's very comforting in a lot of ways for them and then eventually they all you know eat a, eat a meal drink be merry you see the dwarves go to bed and it's almost like time speeds up as you zip past and they all sleep in their various chambers and they wake up and happy as can be do it all over again other people come and ask for things and you see little plans being drawn up and everything seems well 
Fenlo, you see a town. It is small, small little huts in sand. And you see the ground has only taken some sand onto it. And as you walk around and look, and as some people pass you in certain states of disarray, you watch as the ground is almost like black glass. As the tink, clink, 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 as you as footsteps pass by it, people are walking out of a central kind of hut, this like tent. Um, going in very injured and then walking out not anymore. Can I go into the tent? Nobody yeah. sees me or nothing? You see, Yeah, you seemingly nobody notices you and you walk in and you see there's a lot of lanterns that are being hung up for light. Many different greeneries and different goops and ointments sit in glass jars that are all stacked in wooden crates and every so often a kind individual that you feel like home around like you feel comfortable around even when they don't say anything to you kind of comes by they have deep pitch black like no pupil eyes sit full Um, long black hair that comes down to their waist very androgynous, like, can't tell a, a gender if they have one. And they come up and put ointment on people that are wounded and just go about their business. Every so often, some Dude. energy rushes through them and heals wounds that are deeper that they need, they should theoretically take a long time to heal, and that's probably why they are using the magic. Do they have any symbols to anybody? Uh, you don't like, see anything do they... from where you're standing. Mm-hmm. And everyone's very thankful for this. Very kind towards this individual before they leave or fall asleep where they're sitting. And then, hmm. yeah, the day goes by. Tecton. You see before you a large castle. Larger than life. In deep set peaks into the the sky in a rocky terrain snow falls you feel cold and as you blink you are suddenly in that castle everything surrounding you is massive something everything you you cannot use the doors are huge chairs huge statues huge You walk through. Beds, huge. You keep finding your way through this stone castle, and it is barren and empty, but there are signs of life living here. Make your way through and find a mass throne room with two massive stone thrones, and in the center, set into the floor, is a altar with a deep-set-in orb that swirls with some kind of smoke into it. Can I read anything in the room? The the base where that orb is, what languages do you speak? 
speak Dwarvish, common, and giant. In giant, it reads, For when it comes, we will be ready. A great change is all that's left for us. Can I go up to the thrones? Okay. Is there, is there any, like, like objects, any like scepters, any no, like no. It's very plain. Just two stone thrones that you would have to climb up to get to, <clears throat> like to cl- to get into the seat of it. I want to get up. Make me an athletics check. Uh, well. <clears throat> and then you get up on top of the seat. I want to put my hands on my hips and just look very proud. <laughs> You watch as the stone beneath you crumbles and you are falling into darkness. And then when you blink and wait for the impact, you are standing on the ground again. And you look around and the world is stone. Crumbled bits, toppled civilizations, sundered to the ground. And you look up. And Zelestin is nowhere to be in the sky. Ramses, you wake up in field. You get up as you see a small, what looks to be farming location. Not much different than the one in Zelestin, but with more animals, more fields... There's a large mansion in the center of town. All the farmers are at work. And every door here has a symbol to Pelor attached to the door. And you kind of walk through and see everyone just kind of, Oh, how's it going? Oh, really good. But you kind of have to infer because you can't really hear anything. But they all have the basic stance of like, Oh, how's it going? You move through, and then you see on the horizons of some fields, eaten away into the property, is large thickets, trees that look like they have sharper than an evergreen tree, like spines that stick out of the branches. And there's fences set up in front of it that has signs, like, don't go into Bramblewood. It dangers at bay. And you just kind of look and kind of move on you see the mountains and they're like north east and the very peak of one of them you see the sun peering out and it shines down on you and you feel spurned to keep going and you see maybe five or six people in gear uh, similar uh to yours and everyone else you're traveling with kind of go in a woman a half orc somewhere in middle age probably like looks at them with a shake of their head as they head off towards the bramble and then you blink and you guys all see each other again and then you and you all let go of the sword cool what was that and why did we see it? What? It was beautiful and terrifying, you know. I. I mean, 
was just kind of, I don't know, wholesome. Uh, Mine was seconding. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see something good either. Mine was full of peace, but everyone was on mute, like, you them, but you knew what they were saying. Yeah, you could pass through people, it was weird. Yeah. I didn't interact with anyone. No. In in mine, uh, Lustin was just gone. That was it, impossible. It just wasn't there. I don't know. Well, I'm, maybe you just couldn't see it from that level, you know? Like, maybe it's beyond eyesight when you're on the surface. If that was the surface, what was that place? Freya's just going to be keeping an eye on um, Cariad. Cariad is... I guess gonna meet Freya's gaze. Kariad looks thoroughly, thoroughly upset. Would I have, in like all my research, would I have heard about this quarry where like a dwarven community made things? For no, people? I mean, like a lot of the dwarves that live in Zelestin are are the ones that help expand the land a lot. Um, but it takes them a long time to do it, which is why expansion happens over, like, generations, not in a year. Mm-hmm. You guys have four, like, extra islands attached to Zelestin after a thousand years. So, you know, if, if, if land Those... was that easy to build, if, if material was that easy to build, this would have been a yeah. bigger yeah. place. Um, do we have any information about the land below us? A lot. If you did, you would have maybe seen it before. And we know nothing about the the land below us. Not a whole lot. You know, you know that there is one. Okay. That like the whole yeah. idea of Zelestin was it was raised from the land before. So yeah, but we don't no. know what's down there. Were we aware people still lived down there, or were we under the assumption that we were all that's left? Um. I'll leave that assumption up to you. It is, you know, it's my firm belief that there are still people down there. I can hardly imagine that we'd be the only ones left. But why did the sword show that to us? I mean, like, it's nice to know that there's people, but what does that have to do with us? The sword shows you possibly futures. Who said that? Standing at the edge of the door is the sovereign, Alina. She stands there, arms crossed, big smile on her face. She goes, it shows you possible futures. Is it uh, ones that uh, we cause, or or is it ones that you have to look out for? It'll be ones that you'll possibly see. There are ones that when I touch the sword... I have never seen come to fruition. But I have seen ones that we did not heed well enough, and it did. And I've seen ones that we've caused. It is... I, I trust in fate in a lot of ways, but fate is tricky. Sometimes being a part of it is what sets it off. Sometimes not being a part of it is what sets it off. Sometimes it just happens. It's not your fate to control. But 
If that were true, that'd mean we'd have to be down there. Yeah, unless Celestin suddenly grows 42 times its size in the next little bit. Like, what do our actions have to do with the surface world? Come with me, and I will tell you exactly why it matters. <laughs>